Hi and welcome to episode 23 of Millionaire Muslim. I'm so excited today for you to listen to this episode. It's an interview with Shazad Yunus, who's the founder of Muzmatch, which you might have heard of. And it's probably now the leading Muslim-centric tech startup around. They're valued at many tens of millions of dollars, mashallah, and they're gunning for more success, inshallah. In this interview, Shazad talks about his past as an investment banker, how he quit to start Muzmatch, how he grew Muzmatch, and lots and lots of other really, really useful stuff. We met Shazad recently at a conference that we'd both been invited to, and clear to see how he's managed to lead Muzmatch from a simple idea into what is now a multi-million dollar business. So without further ado, here's the interview. Shazad, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's great to be here at the Muzmatch offices. Yes, um, welcome. <laughs> it's, it's lovely to you know, see how you know, tech startup actually looks like <laughs> it's very unglamorous as they say <laughs> no it's quite nice i mean you're in the lovely environs of east london yeah you've got east london mosque opposite i know what else do you want <laughs> exactly so um you know how's how's much much going what does it do for a start yes uh, so yeah for those who don't know uh Muzmatch is an app for muslims to find a partner uh so literally download it it's completely free um you can go on there and basically find your spouse and um, we're so we were launched uh, just over four years Years ago, actually, just under four years ago, should I say? Sorry, um, and we've, we've now hit over a million members worldwide, nice. growing faster than ever. Um, you know, under over 25,000 people around the world have actually found their partner on this match, wow, which is crazy. Um, and we're just, we were just on the homepage of the BBC two days ago, so yeah. that's kind of a big deal for us, um, which is just really great in terms of getting the brand out there and um, introducing this match to a, a lot of new people who've never heard of it. I was actually, I saw that and I was like, this is fantastic because uh, I'm going to get to ask you about this. Yes. So what, how, how did that come about and how did you, how did it, the public respond to that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's crazy actually. So, I mean, like I, I've emailed journalists kind of uh, endlessly in terms of just saying, you know, telling them about Muzmatch, etc. And so it's hard to, to get them to bite out on the story. Um, and then, um, yeah, the lady who does the, uh, I guess, this section of the BBC, yeah. the boss section, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, she reached out saying, look, that's what we're thinking of doing. Um, you know, we'd love to do a, something on Muzmatch. And then, yeah, we, uh, we literally went for a coffee. I, I talked to her for about two hours all about Muzmatch. Um, you know, she asked me a ton of questions. And then, yeah, she put the piece together and, and then, yeah, went live. Uh, and it's been great. So it's really, you know, even the last couple of days, we've had a, a kind of a big boost in, in sign-ups on the app. Excellent. Uh, which is great. So it's really kind of got the brand out there. Um, um, you know, and, and I'm amazed at how international the BBC actually is. You know, it's a lot of people abroad actually read the BBC. Interesting. So right? I had a lot of people who were sending the article back to me in different countries, etc. Which is crazy. So it just shows I kind of reach. And Muzmatch is now, what is it, global? It's always been global since day one. Okay. So the beauty of Muzmatch uh, as an app versus college websites is um, because it actually uses your phone's uh, GPS location, we can actually show you people nearby and I we show see, people relevant to you versus websites where everyone goes, yeah, I'm in the UK when you're actually not in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. I see. Yeah, because I, I, as I was saying offline, mm. I, I use Mosmite for the first yes. time. Purely for research. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and um, and it was straight in. I was, I was surprised at how quick it was Yeah. and how quickly I was being asked to, you know, Decide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we've, so the, the key is, I mean, look, within reason, obviously we want you to understand how the app works and within reason we want to show you 
people, right? We want to show you people in your area who will be suitable for you. That's the key because then you'll hopefully see the value of the product and then you, you'll be more engaged to think, you know what, um, yeah, I'm happy, let's create a profile, let's do X, Y, Z. Um, so that's the key. We've gone through a lot of design decisions to, to get to that point. And there's still a long way to go because there's always little tweaks that we're always thinking of and things we can improve. But within reason, um, you know, with any product, and I guess this is just a general uh, tip, um, you know, when you're, especially let's say on the app side, but even I think in any business, you want to show your customer that specific bit of value that's yeah. going to get them to come back ASAP. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, especially now, you know, people are short for time and people mm -hmm. have very little patience. So you really need to make sure that that piece you focus on. No, that makes sense. Um, and you guys, you said you've been running over four, four years. Four yeah. years. Wow. So that okay. was launched April 2015. Wow. Okay. And, and what's... You know, what's like a potted history of that journey like? What was a big milestone? Uh, big milestone? I mean, it's, it's a journey with a lot of ups and downs, uh, a lot of stress. I think it's, it's aged me <laughs> nicely. Uh, but no, it's been, you know, under, when I look back actually, within reason, it's actually been a nice trajectory from day one almost. You know, I think almost every month we've had, uh, you know, a record uh, growth in terms of really? users, etc. and sign-ups. So we've, we've gone on a very nice uh, trajectory. We've got a nice picture or, or story to tell on that perspective. Uh, and even for us, you know, we've, we were, like I said, you know, from launch, you know, it started off as just me kind of in my bedroom, figuring out how to build apps and then building the first version. Um, and then growing the team, so then Ryan joined, he was the next guy, and then we, we kind of grew from there. But one of the big milestones was, you know, us being essentially the first Muslim-centric startup ever to be backed by uh, Y Combinator, yeah, yeah. which is uh, an accelerator based out in Silicon Valley. And they're it's massive. Yeah, yeah, so they're massive, they're notoriously hard to get into, you know, they have... I think 13, every, on every batch, 13,000 companies apply, about 800 actually get called out for interview. So you, you fly out to SF and then only 100 actually accepted. So wow. it's, it's, from what I've read, it's harder to get into um, to YC than it is to get into Harvard or Stanford. So yeah, the, uh, it's, it, it, it was quite an achievement for us to get that. And that definitely for us helped us a lot in terms of getting, like I said, our brand out there, especially for what is a non-Muslim audience, when you, especially when you look at tech investors. Yeah, yeah, um, of course. And then obviously it helped us in, specifically on um, you know, raising our first seed round of investment and, and, and really kind of uh, helped us purely in terms of that network as well. So um, undoubtedly that was a big kind of milestone for us. And then it was just, you know, since then, we just, as we always have been, just focusing on the product. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, you know, we firmly believe that look, a good product um, uh, opens the right doors. So yeah. if you just focus yeah. on the core of what you're about, um, everything else will start happening. You know, you'll, like I said, you'll start growing the right way. Uh, if you're monetizing, you'll start monetizing the right way. And then it obviously allows you to start growing the team, etc., etc. Yeah. Is there, interestingly, is there any US uh, Muslim sort of apps? Data, uh, yes, so there are. I will name them, but there are some. Um, okay. um, we were actually the first Muslim app out there, full stop. So okay. and that was kind of a big thing. And I remember when I first um, started um, this whole project, which was actually back in October 2014, when I literally sat down on a computer and thought, all right, let's, let's begin. Um, there, was no, there were no apps out there, you know, we were still on websites, and that was, for me, the big driver of setting yeah. this up, because I thought, how have we not got an app in this day and age? Yeah. You know, you look at mainstream dating, if you will, um, you know, for non-Muslims, and they had Tinder, they had all these apps, and the apps are actually really good quality. Yeah. And then, you know, in my head, I thought, well, considering all we talk about is marriage as Muslims, <laughs> and why have we not got an app, right? <laughs> Baffled me. Makes sense. You know why are we stuck on horrible websites that no one likes? Yeah. So, so for me, our, you know, the Muslim match is app only. Um, um, you know, it's, it's it's a pure app uh, from from the ground up. So for us, it's allowed us to do a lot of stuff that other people weren't doing. Things like self verification, things like I said, like using your GPS to do location, uh, all elements of security that a phone can give you. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've implemented in the app. So that's the beauty of building something from the ground up, uh, which is based on that.
really interesting. Um, yeah, I, I think I need to explore the Muslim Match app a bit more. Yes. Maybe, maybe <laughs> we should, uh, I don't know if, if you've looked into the whole, I mean, you sh- surely, surely you have, the, the reg tech side of things and the whole uh, tech around AML, KYC, because I imagine that's probably so, right. Exactly that. So we, so look, uh, the biggest problem on, call it all uh, social networks, if you will, um, is the security aspect. And, you know, especially, you know, you're, uh, you want to make sure there are no bots, you want to make sure that you're, you're cutting out fake accounts, scammers, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And that's always, especially in the dating world, it's always been the bane of dating apps, full stop. Right. You know, forget Muslim ones, just in general. Um, you know, uh, people with uh, ulterior motives, etc. So mm. we thought about that from day one, and you know, that obviously guided our, our whole design in terms of how we onboard you, how we, go, how we make you go through XYZ security checks. You know, like I said, we have a, a team in Bangladesh who literally manually verify every single profile. So they're sitting there looking at the selfie and all the other bits of information and saying, right, does this all add up? You know, is this the right person or is this not? And they then reject it, block it, flag it, etc. And so, you know, for every single profile, we really do kind of take that amount, amount of attention. And uh, I think this is a question that all the singles will uh, thank <laughs> me for. But how do you do well on the app? Ah, uh, good question. Uh, you, you know what? I, I always say it's actually remarkably simple. Um, and, and somebody asked me this uh, two days ago, and I said, just be normal. I think that, I don't know why. For some reason, when people are either on an app or online, or whatever. They have this weird alter ego where they think they need to speak like this or do this yeah. or whatever. It would just be normal, you know, if, you're, if I'm, I'm generalising guys versus girls, but generally women are look, just looking for a serious guy with good intentions, right? Yeah, literally it's as simple as that. So be a serious guy with good intentions. Um, it's as simple as that. So when you're talking to someone, just be genuine. Ask them about themselves, what they're looking for. Uh, tell, you know, be upfront. Tell them about you, about what you're looking for. Um, and just have that uh, manner and etiquette in mind. Uh, because when I look at people who, you know, if I look at all the people who've got married to a Muzmatch, um, you know, where she did a study, and on average they've been on the app for six months, um, on average. So people who've actually got married, it took them six months from signing up to, to actually find their partner. But that, even within that, it varies. So there was a guy yesterday, actually, who um, he, um, he signed up, uh, it was in August of last year. The day after, he matched with this girl, and basically that was the girl he married. So it was just wow. the day after, so it's we get crazy stories. Um, but essentially, if you look at all of that, generally people, they use the app to um, at least find out, right, is there some basic compatibility, yeah. you know, uh, are we interested in each other? And then it's literally meet up, go for a coffee, etc. Um, and then move things forward, you know, get family involved, etc. Um, yeah. And that's how... Get the lawyers involved. Yeah, blatantly, right? <laughs> so that's literally how you, uh, how you, how you successful, I think. I think that some people, they can get into the, the trap, if you will, of just endless online chat, mm. which is not essentially what the app's about. Yeah. We don't want you sat there all day long just talking to the same person. Yeah. You know, we want you to kind of make some progress. And I think within reason now, you know, Alhamdulillah, over 100 people, actually that's 120 now, a day, find their partner on this match wow. and tell us, which is crazy. Uh, and these are people who deactivate their account and tell us specifically, thank you guys, I met someone on this match from around the world. So we know that, look, with the right intent, it, it does happen for a lot of people. And I imagine there's actually more than that. Oh, totally. A lot of people don't tell us. You know, yeah. I've, I've lost count of the number of people who've told me that they got uh, married off this match, but they didn't want anyone to know, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even when people share stories with us, you know, we have a big bank of, call it private stories, where people have shared it with us yeah, but don't yeah. want it to be made public. Um, and it's huge. And we just know that, you know, in the real world, there are so many more than, than what we're told. Fascinating. And um, I, I was listening to this uh, podcast recently mm-hmm. called Startup. Yes. By Gimbler Media. Mm-hmm. And they had, in the early days, they had a, uh, an app, a website on there called Dating Ring. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've come across them. Uh, and I think they've now shut down. Yes. Um, and one of the fascinating debates in there that I thought I'd just pass by you to see what your thoughts are on this 
is their whole uh, discussion around you know race and ethnicity and how there's a very clear you know preference that people express in, in the mainstream market. Yes. And I was wondering, you know, what what does the Muslim market look like, and you know, what what's Muzmatch's approach? Yeah, to yeah, yeah. I think I remember listening to that segment because somebody sent it to me saying you should check this out. Um, um, so twofold. Sometimes I get asked, um, you know, let's say by non-Muslim journalists, but just journalists in general, of oh, this app is just for Muslims. Is it divisive, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Um, and I think, look, uh, human nature, point blank, is we find someone generally. I'm generally speaking here, but generally we're. we're as a humans, we look for compatibility in someone. We're looking for someone who shares uh, aspects of our life, be it our ideals, be it our way of thinking. We get on, right? Because you get on in so many ways, um, and undoubtedly your beliefs or your the way you want to live your life is just one area you'll get on. Um, and for me, religion just so happens to be a big part of a lot of people's lives, mm-hmm. right? So it seems natural that um, for a lot of people, you'll seek to find someone who, um, uh, who finds compatibility along religious lines. So there's that, right, so religion. Then you say, oh, the ethnicity. And I think this is where it's more interesting. I think traditionally, and if you just look at the UK, uh, for a lot of people, and even to a degree now, a lot of people are stuck along ethnic lines. And it's mainly, if you look at it, it's actually because of um, family pressure. Right. It's previous generations, Culture, really. the way it is, etc., yeah. etc. So. It's not, necessarily, it's not necessarily religion at all, right? There's a lot of culture and tradition involved mm. there. Uh, I think what, so a lot of people, for example, in the UK, wherever, I'm Pakistani, they must be Pakistani, and then, oh, I'm Punjabi from Pakistan, so I, I must find someone else who's Punjabi. They were the old restrictions, which made life difficult for a lot of people, right? Because, you know, it's hard enough to find someone as it is, and then you throw this into the mix, and you're just like, okay, how does that work? Um, I think now what we're seeing and what we've seen on the, on the app itself is a lot of, uh, especially younger Muslims joining, who aren't so tied up along ethnic lines. And they're very open to say, look, are they a Muslim? That's all I care about. And for us, it's great to see. And, and I think it's evident if, when we look at all the successes we've had and people telling us, sending photos. You know, it's, for us, it's really, it's a genuinely uh, heartwarming thing to see people of completely different backgrounds and combinations they would never dream of getting together and getting married. Uh, for me, that's like the the ultimate way that, at least in terms of uh, a niqab being done, uh, should be done. Where yeah. you just throw all that stuff out the window and just say, look, are they a good Muslim? Do we get on? Etc. Etc. Um, and I think for us, that's great to see. And there's a few little bits in the app that we've intentionally designed to promote that, if you will. Interesting. And um, just sort of taking a, a macro step back and, you know, what, what, why, why did you... St- was there like a you know a deeper reason for why you started this mm. this particular um, app? And you know it might not be at the time necessarily, but yes. as you you know really had to think about this area, do you think there's a like a real sort of impact that you can leave on the world mm. doing this? Sort of for sure. So I mean, look, my background, you know, for ten years I was a I was a banker, and you know I was, I was working at an investment bank, you know, making the bank a lot of money, etc. It was pure capitalism, right? You know, the, at its finest, if you will. Yeah. Uh, uh, and in the last couple of years of that, uh, of my career, um, I kind of, I had lost interest, um, you know, the whole thing, you know, it didn't really do anything for me, um, especially with the whole recession and, and the financial crisis, etc. Uh, I guess you see the real world impact of what banks can, uh, the, the bad side of banking, if you, if you want to put it like that. Okay. So, so you see all of that. Um, and for me, you know, my heart, again, like I said, wasn't in it. I mean, don't get me wrong, the pay was, you know, extremely good as, as, as banks yeah. do pay well. Um, but you realise, uh, 
it doesn't really mean anything. Um, you know, it, it didn't do anything for me at all. Hmm. Um, and then for me, you know, even whilst uh, you know I was at North Stanley where I was working, um, just as a side project in 2011, I think it was, I actually set up a Muzmatch website. So this is before apps were big at all. Um, and I set up a website just purely to help um, uh, other Muslims who were looking for a, for a partner because exactly that, I'd heard that it was quite difficult and I wasn't quite impressed of, of the technical solutions that were out there. Um, but when it got to about 2013, 2014, um, apps had really taken off and I, that was when for me it really clicked off, actually this is what I think I want to focus on. Mm. Um, you know, this, there's a huge need here, a huge opportunity and it was something that genuinely I was passionate about, you know. I thought, literally what better job, you know, I love tech, mm. um, you know, I, I love mobile apps and all that kind of stuff and for me as a Muslim, you know, it's the most uh, positive legacy you can leave, you know, you're bringing people together in the name of marriage, uh, yeah, double the of course, of you know, that's amazing, right? So for me, it ticks a lot of boxes um, yeah. and it, it did a lot, uh, I guess, on a personal level in terms of my focus and where I mm. put my efforts into. Um, and ultimately, at the heart of it, I firmly believe that I had the best skill set to do it, you mm. know, so, you know, I, I kind of backed myself, if you will. Mm. And um, I suppose, you know, Islam permeates a lot of what you guys do here, mm. right? Totally. It'd be interesting to hear, you know, how how you see that play out in your you know, decision making as you're designing the app and that sort of thing. Totally. So uh, a lot actually. So uh, and it's kind of even more interesting if you look at the team. You know, we're we're probably eighty percent non-Muslim, right? As a team, uh, you know, we've got people of different backgrounds who who work for those match engineers, etc., etc. Um, so one key thing that you're, you know, especially when you when you let's say you're looking to, uh, or even you're looking to hire, but if you have non-Muslims working for you. Obviously, you want them to be equally um, um, passionate about the product and the, right. end, the end goal, right? right? So the great thing is, you take religion out of it. The end goal is bringing people together. You know, there's literally couldn't be a more positive legacy on that front. So it's a really positive product in and of its own right. Hmm. It just so happens to serve the Muslim community, which is massive, right? So you so you've got that aspect. But in terms of, uh, I guess, uh, Islam and the faith uh, permeating to our entire business, uh, it definitely does. So the way I look at it is. There were certain, and I actually, you could argue it comes from Islam, but I mean, to an extent, of course it does. But then I think some of it is just common sense in terms of treating your customer well, doing an honest job, um, uh, not misleading people in the way you do business. So in the way we build the app, the way we, you know, we a lot of the old Muslim websites, and not even old, some of them still now, they are quite misleading in how they get you with a customer. So they'll get you to sign up, and then the moment you want to talk to someone, all of a sudden, bang, oh, sorry, mate, you've got to start paying. Uh, we never wanted to do any of that stuff and we don't so our app is uh, there's always been a big focus on the free products being really really good yeah. to the point where you can get married and never pay Muzmatch which is under amazing you know you can match yeah. people talk to them never pay us for us that's fantastic and for me that's a real social cause that I always want to hold on to I always want Muzmatch to be an enabler um, whether you can afford it or not uh, you know money should come into it um, if you're looking to find a partner the right way you know for, for me on a personal level I want Muzmatch to help solve that hmm. internationally right because that's the uh, the core goal is bringing the Ummah together in terms of marriage, mm. and that's the bit that we want to solve. Um, so for me, the faith and, and Islam uh, uh, affects every aspect of that. The way we design the app, the intent of the users, um, the community we're trying to build on those match, um, the end goal, um, and the way we get there. Um, and I think it's uh, like I said, some of it is just common sense as well, uh, which leads to success in terms of treating your customer well, etc., etc. Um, and now I thought it'd be interesting for our audience, a lot of them professionals, some entrepreneur type backgrounds, uh, to talk about your, you know, the the, the business of yes. Muzmatch and how do you actually build something mm. from scratch. 
Um, and I'm really interested to talk about your team and how you went yes. about building that. I mean, yeah, 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 totally. That's, that's such a perennial challenge yes. in so many you know, businesses. <laughs> yeah, it's hard, right? I mean, even us, you know, let's say if I look at the, the journey of Muzmatch um, in terms of hiring, etc. You know, we've we've gone on a journey there where our team has grown, shrunk, grown, um, etc. Um, I think part of it is, and some of it I, I don't, definitely think you can't really read in a book. Um, some of it you just have to do it in terms of hiring people, learning the lessons, figuring out what personalities work, what ethic works, what uh, what you demand of, of, of people in your team, etc. Uh, and equally, how to keep people in your team happy, you know, how to keep them involved, how to keep them enthused, um, you know, how to make a good work environment. And all of that is a work in progress, you know, for sure. I don't pretend I, I knew it from day one. Um, I think with all of that, it comes with experience of hiring people, um, you know, and, and uh, within reason um, also, um, you know, there's a phrase that, you know, a lot of startups say, oh, um, um, hire slow, hire fast, you know, uh, take your time trying to find the right people and if it doesn't work out then, you know, just kill it and move on type of thing. Um, and within Weeds and I, I, I kind of subscribe to that. Um, I, I think within Weeds and, you know, let's say if you are the CEO or you're trying to run this thing, uh, if something's not working out and clearly, you know, you're, you're thinking this might not be the right person, yeah. uh, accept it, be brave and just deal yeah. with it and move on. You, know, you don't want to just uh, kind of keep putting the decision off. Um, yeah. And I think that's the biggest, I guess, early lesson to learn. Um, because it really does guide you in terms of your future hires uh, and setting the right kind of standards and the right kind of attitude, if you will. Um, uh, in terms of hiring, I think be clear in what you want from people. Um, and like I said, you want to make sure that sufficiently they're, they're um, uh, empowered but also enthused to, to actually come up with a solution um, mm -hmm. and enjoy what they're doing, right? You want to make a nice environment. Because people, if you look at it, people spend you know most of their lives at work. Yeah. So you know, for you know, when you're trying to build a company, you want it to be that it's not a miserable place, or yeah. you know, you want a good vibe, right? It's so important. So you want it to be a place where people enjoy it, they they enjoy what they're working on. And don't get me wrong, though, but sometimes you're working on stuff which isn't that fun. You know, it's life, right? Sometimes right. there are boring bits. You know, I have to do some stuff which is really dull, but it has, has to be done. You know, who likes doing accounts? Yeah. <laughs> so you've got stuff like that. Um, Fifth uh, coming up. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? So you've got all of that. So uh, there, there's always. Um, that side of things, but I think it's with balance. Um, some people I think read too many books of startups and entrepreneurship and all this kind of stuff. Of oh my god, it's all you know amazing and all this kind of stuff. And um, there's a lot of fake glamour uh, in that whole uh, image. Uh, and uh, for real, it's not like that. Um, for all the stories that you read of all these instant successes and quick successes that people have, um, very rarely is it the case. And the vast majority have toiled away for, I don't know, eight, 10 years on stuff and gotten nowhere for X years and then and then started making progress. And it's just hard work every day, literally. There's no, uh, you know, there, there'll be 2% of companies which randomly grow really fast, or not randomly, but have an amazing idea, grow really fast and get bought out or whatever, have an amazing story. The other 98% is just pure hard work every day, just yeah. constantly working on the business, the products and growing it. Um, and there is no substitute to that. You know, mm -hmm. and it's getting harder and, within reason, it's getting harder and harder, not easier and easier. And uh, in terms of, you know, the actual founding of the team, uh, I know you, you mm -hmm. partnered up with Ryan. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Ryan, yeah, yeah. who's uh, uh, from a tech background. Yes. Uh, how do you... Do you do you think that's a good idea to kind of complement different um, For sure, I skill think, sets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, first is knowing what your skill set is. I mean, um, uh, on that talk, you know, both myself and Ryan are both engineers. You know, I'm computer science by degree, but then, but, but then by career, I was a banker. Um, but then when I obviously first launched my match, I learned how to build apps and actually built it on, on Apple native and on Android native, right? So, mm -hmm. I, I learned all of that myself, purely because I knew that if I was going to run a tech company, 
I have to know it. You know, simple as that. Um, um, uh, and then obviously bringing mine uh, into the fold, um, exactly that. Someone with more commercial tech experience. Um, you know, I think he was working at ASOS at the time. Um, you know, someone who'd actually practically worked in tech in mm -hmm. in, in, a, in a professional environment, right? So had a better idea of uh, I guess technical standards and setups and and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, you know, even him on a personal level, you know, he had two two stops himself, etc. So a good range of experience there, yeah. um, which is really handy, right? And together, for sure, you you know, together, look, you can achieve a lot more. Uh, you know, that's that's uh, undoubted, and especially as you go through that hard time. Um, where you're trying to build something from nothing type of thing, you know, you're trying to uh, both build something but also build it at a fast pace, you yeah. know, and ultimately, look, if, if, if you've got another person who is equally as enthused as you, as eager as you, as hungry as you, then together you go short and achieve yeah. a lot. But it comes with its own challenges, you know, if, you know, a lot of people say it's like getting married and it kind of is, you know, your, your personality has to get on, you have ups and downs, you have all these kind of things, but um, ultimately, your ability to just focus on what you need to do and every day just go out and screw it. Whatever we argued about yesterday, who cares? Let's focus on this, we know what we need to do mm. and focus on that. Mm. Uh, basically, that's, where you, that's how you get through it. And, and for yeah. us, that's definitely how we got yeah, through it. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, and uh, do you think that there's uh, something to be said about, um, you know, uh, thinking about the, you know, incentivizing employees and getting them part of you know the company mm -hmm. itself I don't, and different companies have different approaches yes to this. Yeah, 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 yeah yeah i think so for sure so uh yeah, i think for us what we look at and especially where we uh, where we're building stuff is we want we want people to really uh i won't say own the products i think it's slightly a, a weird phrase but they, I, I really want i don't want this to be oh here's a spec go away and build it yeah that spec yeah, yeah, yeah. not that you know we, we like to within reason talk about what we're trying to do how to get there, uh, get people involved, ideas, etc., and then crack on and build it. Um, and we want we want people to feel like they're owning pieces of this, right? So that's the key. Uh, and ultimately, look, uh, the flip side is look as a company, ensure if you're successful um, as a company, you can reward your employees, you know, right, at the heart of it, right? So, yeah. and I do think one bit of advice is is you know when you're trying to build a business, and if I look back at our story, um, for sure, um, obviously you focus on the product and the value you're trying to fill, but then equally don't put off the hard bit which is okay how do you actually turn this into a business a proper business because yeah. you'll realize having some money coming in even if it's small but having some money coming in is such an enabler in terms of everything in terms of your story as a company your growth as a company raising investment like i said be able to reward your employees etc spending on marketing all these kind of things without that you're always literally looking for handouts which is basically raising investment right yeah which means selling your company so which is hard work which is hard work right exactly so what you want to focus on it's like with any business, and I don't know why people get lost with this. Is you focus on what the hell you're trying to do, what's your yeah. what's your unique thing that you're trying to build. Number one, figure out do people actually want it. That's number two. And number three, all right, figure out at the heart of it, how do I make sense of business? How do you make money? At least, how do you cover your costs at yeah. the very minimum? And let's say um, you know you've got you've cut, you you've worked this stuff out. Yeah. How much um, you know runway do you need? Like, someone's going to quit tomorrow. How much yeah, yeah, yeah. do they need to? Well, to be honest, I mean, look, I. Uh, so, you can. Uh, I remember there's a, there's a phrase in YC, one of the, well, the original founder program, and he talks about this uh, the ramen diet, which is basically when you're trying to uh, do a startup um, uh, to, to talk along the runway lines of right, how much money do I need? And it's literally just enough money to, to uh, buy ramen noodles every day, right? That's, <laughs> that's the minimum, you, oh, that's the most you need or whatever, right? So, um, 
in a way, it's kind of similar. Look, it depends how big your team is. If you've got a team, then obviously people need to get paid, right? Because people need to put food on the table to yeah. look at it like that. If it's you personally, then you need to do some quick maths of, okay, saying, all right, um, how much money do I tangibly need for all my bills, right. number one? Um, and then the rest of my time, especially if you're doing a startup, assume that the early days, you don't really get paid. I worked on Muslim for two years mm. with not a penny coming in, I had no salary, no income, literally just me at home working away, right? So, um, you have to be ready for that. For me, obviously, I planned to quit my job and I planned and hence saved, uh, knowing that there'll be X years of nothing coming in. So I had to be okay with that. Mm. Um, uh, everyone has different situations, you know, everyone has different financial situations, personal situations, whatever. But I think within reason, look, if it comes down to it, you work a few hours in Tesco, right? And it pays your bills and it pays your yeah. food and the rest of the time you just dedicate. It's pure dedication, it literally yeah. is. It's you saying, right, I'm not going to watch any, I'm not going to watch any Netflix, you know, <laughs> for X months, right? I'm not going to waste any time. I'm, fo- I'm focused resolutely on building X, whatever the hell it is, right? And that's, it, it literally isn't that hard. You realise yeah. most companies that do well, it's just people working really, really hard, hmm. honestly. I just have a picture of you at the Tesco checkout, <laughs> telling people, this is what's going to Well, you know, I'll, I'll, take, I'll take this from yesterday, because we were talking about how, like, obviously I, I uh, I'm always selling as much, if you will, and, uh, and I was saying, I remember there was a lady in Asda, and she was obviously at the checkout doing, uh, scanning my items, and I was telling her all about Muzmatch, and she had, I think, two kids, and I was telling her to, to get the kids on Muzmatch, so <laughs> always be selling. <laughs> uh, well, thank you very much, Mr. Shazad. Um, last words, mm-hmm. where, you know, where can we expect to see Muzmatch in the yes, next five Yes, uh, inshallah, even bigger. Uh, you know, we've got a ton of stuff that we want to do in the app that no one's done at all, especially in the Muslim space. So we really want to, our goal always from day one has been to be a game changer, to really turn this whole space upside down, to do things differently, but also inshallah do it right. And I think that's the key. That's our two principles. Um, um, you know, we want to build a company where Muslims around the world can look up to and say, you know what, those guys did a really good job mm. and like respect to them. You know, they represented the Muslim community or at least this part of the, uh, yeah. this aspect of Muslimness in the West if, at least um, and did a really good job. And I think for us, that's, that's one key goal for us. Um, and it's focusing globally, you know, we don't want to be just a little company out in London. Um, we really want to be a truly global Muslim consumer tech brand, um, you know, which is for such a massive audience, no one's done it at all. I can't mm. think of any, right? Mm. So inshallah, our goal is to be that. Brilliant. Well, on that um, positive note, yes. <laughs> uh, Jazakallah khair for making the time and, no uh, uh, you know, we look forward to having you in five years' time or however many years. Yes, time. inshallah. Thank you. Yeah, we can catch up uh, and we can, we at can see progress. Yeah. At which point Muzmatch is probably on the moon with <laughs> Virgin like Yes, yeah. <laughs> for sure. But thank you. No, no. Jazakallah khair. No worries. Assalamu alaikum.